last week. Continue our thanks. We want to let God's Word instruct us, first of all, and reflect on it from Deuteronomy 8. If you'd like to turn in your pew Bible, Deuteronomy 8, verses 1 to 20 in our text, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, which says that we are to rejoice always, that's verse 16, uh, pray constantly, verse 17, and then verse 18 of 1 Thessalonians 5 is to give thanks in all circumstances. So that's a very appropriate verse as we come here this Thanksgiving Day morning. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. But we want to read just a few words from Deuteronomy 8, which expresses a similar uh, truth to the people of old and which really helps us understand our thankfulness this morning as we gather here in God's presence. Deuteronomy 8 verse 1 says, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that people do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Jesus quotes that later on, hey, in the New Testament. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during the 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. Wow, what a good land. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands has produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. As we come here this morning, we think about this, this reality of thankfulness. 
And we want to be just aware of our coming thankfully before God. As we do that this morning, there are two circumstances that are really highlighted here and that we also experience in our lives. There are, there are times in life that are hard, and there are times in life that are good. And the, the, the Word of God speaks into our lives, okay, now in both of those circumstances, when things can be hard, when things can be very good, we need to give thanks. We need to give thanks to God. And, and in our thinking, we would, we would, if we just looked at it initially and quickly, we would say, well, it sure is a lot easier to give thanks to God in the good times. That would be our assumption. But what it's saying is, no. No, in fact, you are wrong. It's harder to give thanks to God in the good times. So it's important that we give thanks at all times, in the good times, and in the hard times. So just to direct our thanksgiving this morning, we want to be giving thanks, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, in all circumstances. We want to do that with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. Beginning with Deuteronomy 8, 1 to 5, it, it talks about being thankful in the desert. Moses reminds the people that they were in the desert for 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness, and it wasn't easy. It was tough. And the question arises, how can anyone be thankful in the desert in the hard times? And, and we know in our lives, too, there are things. There are difficult times, no doubt. We have that. Health things, uh, circumstances in, in, in families, in work, all kinds of things that we wonder about in those times. Does God really care? But then we need to be thankful to receive the truth that he does care. And so Moses reminds the people of several things where God's care is evident in, in the most basic things to see his care in the desert, in the difficult time. The first thing, verse 2, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert those 40 years. What is he thinking about? He's thinking about the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Wow. So they had that before them all the time. And you have to realize... That, that this was God's care in amazing ways. Sure, they were in the desert. It was a hard time. It's hot in the desert in the daytime. It's terrible. The, the cloud came up before them and spread over them. And it, it makes a huge difference if you're in the desert and, and there's a cloud over you. And, and you, are, you are cared for. You are cooler. You can function. It's so hot in the desert, though, that you can't travel during the day. So you want to travel at night, but it's dark. But God provides a pillar of fire. So you can travel at night. And if God calls you to travel at night, and if you're traveling at night, you have the pillar of fire, you're cool in the night, and it's tough. Oh, it's tough. There's tough times in the desert, no doubt. But remember how God's presence is there leading you. And they could be reminded of, yes, absolutely, it was tough, but God was there. So that's, that's there. Then, 
The reality, verse 3, God provides just a food. He fed you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known. The, the, the picture there is, where are we going to get our next meal? It's so good that we have the food bank here this morning, and we're thinking of helping people uh, just with their next meal. And people have that. And the people of Israel had that in the desert. And God provided. It was a miracle. And so you see, even in the food that's provided for us, the miracle of God's care. Deuteronomy 8, verse 4, God provides clothing. The clothing did not wear out. In the desert, the the ground is rough. When it says uh, clothing, shoes, your feet did not swell, it's all rock. It's all uneven. It's all... And and you would wear out a pair of shoes every, every couple months if you lived there and walked there. Their clothes, their shoes did not wear out. Just a basic provision of God. And so in, in our reality too, mentioning just the basics, in, in the real hardship of the desert, where there is the threat in us, in our hearts, in our minds, in our faith to deny God, 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 what, what, you don't love me, you don't care for me, then to see in the basics of God's provision and the thankfulness that we would have would just remind us, remind us when our faith is slipping, say, no, wait a minute, God is here, absolutely. He's providing, he's leading. And so thankfulness is a, is a powerful way to remind us of God's presence and of his goodness. It reminds me in Paul, uh, when he's writing to the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 4, he has a whole list. He calls his life, uh, he talks about a treasure in jars of clay, 2 Corinthians 4, and then he lists things in relation to himself, his his circumstances. He says, we are hard-pressed on every side. But then he said, we're not crushed. We're not crushed. He says, we are perplexed. So we're not sure what God has in mind, what he's doing. But he says, we're not in despair. So that that faith, that thankfulness is there. It says, we are persecuted. That's not good. But he says, we're not abandoned. Always, always seeing in the hard times. He says we are struck down, but not destroyed. And the focus of the hope that we have, he says, is we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in us. And the thankfulness focuses our faith on what God has done in Jesus, who has suffered also as there is suffering in this world. So that, that is the first part. Be thankful in the desert times. Focusing our faith on God. The second part, give thanks in the promised land. Deuteronomy 6, 8, 6 to 14. It has that beautiful description of the land. And, and you think, wow, oh, this is good. Man, is this good. Everything is going well. Uh, then it must be easy to be thankful. It talks about the crops. It talks about the good relations. It talks about the houses, no money problems. And, 
And here in Canada, we have that. I remember Steve Saint, our, our summer student, was telling me when, when he, he uh, he's from Haiti originally, and he had friends and relatives come and visit him here in Canada, and so he, he took them around, and, and, and they felt they were in heaven. <laughs> they were here. It was heaven in Canada. Because you went to a store, and it had food in it that you could buy and it was amazing and you had lights on the streets it wasn't dark and and dangerous the streets had lights and you could walk at night and and you could go to a hospital and get help and and they said to him man this is this is the promised land this is heaven and then if we just think for a minute why is it that we hear very little thanks very little thanks to God. We live here in this promised land. And the words of thanks in our hearts, in our minds, in the neighbors, in, in our people in our community, there is less and less and less and less of God anywhere in this good land. And that's what Deuteronomy is talking about. That, that as the land is good, then the faith starts to fail. It's harder to give thanks in the promised land. So that's what Moses is emphasizing here. Deuteronomy 8 verse 14. Why? Because of pride. Then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God. And then he explains more details about the proud hearts. Deuteronomy 8 verse 17. You will say to yourself, I've done it. My power... My strength has produced this wealth for me. So who needs God? And so that enters in. That reality is a striking and startling expression of the human nature that we have in sin, that we think we have done it all. And that's what happens here. And that's why churches are declining. And that's why, too, uh, younger people, younger families who haven't really gone through a lot of hardship, who cares about faith, who cares about God, who needs them, we are good on our own. Everything is fine. So we see that mindset continually at work here in Canada as a more and more godless country. So Moses warns us to remember Deuteronomy 8.18, the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. He goes, he goes back to the very basics again. Just like in the desert, he talked about the basics, just, just uh, God's leading the food, the clothing. Here he goes again to the very basics, that you actually have the ability to produce wealth. That this land isn't like Syria with a civil war. People in Syria cannot produce wealth. That we are a peaceful land is God's doing. It's not our doing. We need to see how God has provided. The fact that we can actually, with our mind and body, get up in the morning and feel like doing some work. That's God's gift to us. We can't even control that. There are days we can't. And so... That reality that God makes that good in us somehow, very basic, very simple, to put God first. Solomon was very blessed. He forgot God. 
led to much trouble and ruin and misery. When it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, we think it means the hard times. And it's not easy in the hard times. But really it means the good times, the abundant times, the well-off times. It's harder to be thankful then. And so a strong warning for us again this morning to offer our sincere thanks to God. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, at all times, in the good and the difficult, may we be thankful because of our true, our true thankfulness depends on seeing every day, in every way, your love in Jesus Christ. That's the place where all thankfulness begins and ends. Lord Jesus, we want to recognize that you have changed our situation from death to life, that you have moved us from sin to salvation, that you have moved us out of the desert of sin and death into the promised land of your gracious salvation, of living with you now and eternally. Lord, there is nothing greater than what you have done for us. Make us truly thankful every day as we take hold of this most basic truth, the assurance of our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.